Michigan hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and now, Podman, of course, we talked about that last week, and we'll be talking about it all the time. It is a Minnesota-based application for Minnesota podcasts, so simply click on the sports area, and you'll see all the different choices, and you can just type in Minnesota Wild, Brave the Wild should pop up on there, blah, blah, blah. It'll be great to have you on that as well. Apparently, they reward you for listening, that type of thing. I guess you get entered into sweepstakes or something like that. I'll learn more and more as we go, but it's a pretty cool application. Of course, any of the others work just fine. If you happen to download from TuneIn Radio or any of the others, please download. Don't stream it, download it, because streaming doesn't really count as a download then. It's just, I appreciate you listening, but it doesn't count as a download. The more downloads, the better, because, well, any hope of turning this into a business would be nice. So that's always important. Well, can't expect this to be too long of a show, obviously, but we're going to continue hockey discussion. We're going to get your questions on Twitter. We're going to talk about the signing of Hunter Jones here, which is nice. we got one more free agent signed here. Well, not even a free agent, a draft pick signed to an entry-level contract would make a whole lot more sense. We'll open up with that so we get that going right away here. Minnesota Wild goaltender Hunter Jones, of course, of the OHL Petersboro Peets. Uh, very nice to have him on board last season. Well, since it's canceled, it would have been... There would have been more games and everything, but we all know why. We just don't want to talk about it anymore, do we? OHL, Peters, Peters, Petersboro Peets, pardon me, in 49 games. Hunter Jones, plus 31 and 14, a massive improvement in the goals against average, where a year ago in 57 games, his goals against average was 3.31. He was 28 and 24. Saberson is just above 90. But this year, 2.75 goals against average, 0.913 save percentage. So, uh, dramatic improvement. Of course, better win-loss record. Got a few ties now that those still exist, I guess. Or maybe a tie is like a shootout loss. I guess in, in the college world, that's what a tie is, a shootout loss. Um, yeah. It, it, it just gets weirder and weirder. But in the old days, we just have something called ties, which was so boring. But I don't know. I don't know how much more exciting it is, though, getting stuck with a tie or watching somebody named... I don't even know, like Christensen, some guy named Christensen score a goal who was like a fourth liner who never plays, uh, score a goal and beat you in a big game that cost you a playoff berth or something like that. Yeah, cost you home ice advantage, home ice advantage in the playoffs there, eh? That would suck. But uh, no, Hunter Jones, six foot four, another one of those big, big goalies, big old goalies now, that's becoming more of a thing. The Alex Steelox, John Van Beesbrooks, Mike Vernons of the past, the shorter guys, not as common as they used to be. Uh, who Dobin's made a, a, a living as a smaller goaltender as well for the Dallas Stars and former Minnesota Wild uh, free agent years ago. Hunter Jones, the only 19 years of age, most likely will be right back in the OHL next year and then the year after as he turns 20 and beyond, hoping to uh, get to the, uh, the AHL. That would be great. Hunter Jones turns 20 on September 21st. I don't think he's going to be in the uh, AHL next year. I doubt it. I'm guessing one more year in the OHL and we'll see what happens. Goalies take a while to develop anyway. Rushing a goaltender, usually that's how you get the, uh, <laughs> that's how you wind up with Darcy Kemper. I mean, they kind of rushed him in there and, well, it didn't work out. Uh, also, sometimes it's between the between the years as well with Darcy Kemper, Manny Fernandez. We could list the names over the years. Uh, yeah, and then, and then there's more stable guys who occasionally get the short straw. That would be <laughs> the others in the past. 
Josh Harding is like right at the top of my mind right there. He, he would always be the backup goalie and everything. Uh, and then they put him in against the Detroit Red Wings on the road back when, you know, Detroit was super good. He'd stop 40 shots and the Wild would lose one nothing or 2-1. to one. It was always devastating. Uh, love Josh Harding. Always did. But uh, he, he would usually get the short straw whenever he would finally get in there. It'd be against, like, Detroit on the road. Like, oh, how nice. <laughs> that's quaint. But uh, that's how that went. Wild's goaltender history has been pretty solid. Obviously, we've had some dry stretches. Remember when Brisgolov had to be the goaltender? Uh, he was actually kind of good, but you know he was, he was a band-aid. Uh, Darcy Kemper wasn't, you know, Darcy Kemper was Darcy Kemper. He was up and down. Yeah, he's good with Arizona now. Of course, he's good with Arizona. But even now, to this day, he still has moments where he loses it a little bit. But uh, I suppose that's the goaltending world. But fairly rich goaltender history for Minnesota. We've back in the day in the in the riser days, or dumpster Doug is probably better put. Thanks to uh, Derek Felska, their great uh, nickname, if I'm saying it correctly, dumpster Doug, um, because he was not a very good general manager, to put it light. Uh, also, want to thank Derek Felska. What an awesome show last week. Really appreciate him. I was thinking about even putting him on again this week, but then it's like uh, I I don't know. I don't know if I can right now. Obviously, just the way things are, this and that. It's kind of a back and forth type of thing. Also, you know, we got to get more and more questions built up, this and that. But then again, eh, we can just go on forever with questions or without questions when it's uh, the both of us. But uh, I love the questions you guys add on Twitter, though. Hashtag BTWMN. I cannot thank you enough. You guys are so valuable to this show. And uh, Derek bringing them on board has uh, been just wonderful, wonderful thing. Especially in times like this. Uh, also... Again, I should mention, there's a possibility this is the last show for a little while. You know how the whole rainy days and Mondays, as I call it, once, once the spring cleanup start, because I think it's going to happen soon, the way things are going. Um, it's consistently 50 and 60 degrees, and the snow is gone, and now we're just basically waiting for the ground to kind of dry up a bit. I don't think it's going to be too long since, uh, until I start doing spring cleanups, which could mean a hiatus for the show. But there's always rainy days, so to speak, and this and that, and if the right mood is set and there's some more news, this and that, I'll pop on behind the microphone. It might be once every two weeks, might be once a month, this and that, and then ultimately State of the Wild will pop up like it does every June, where we put a bow on the, uh, you know, shortened season. But generally it was a full season and talking about the playoffs and Stanley Cup Final and of course putting a bow on the Wild season, passing out awards, that's definitely going to happen. Always in the first segment, uh, passing out the awards, MVP, Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise of the season, and I'll encourage all of you to put that in your comments on <clears throat> the Twitter account, at Brave the Wild. That would be a nice addition to the show, and then briefly comment as to why, if you want to. If you don't want to, then that's okay, but if you want to, more than more power to you. Maybe three separate tweets if you need to, if you want to, if you have a lot to say about each player. You know, obviously the MVP, it's a pretty good chance there's a guy that's going to have stolen that away the last couple months. We'll see what happens there. Biggest disappointment, biggest surprise this and that. But back to the goaltending situation, as we like to do here. You know, obviously, we, you know, there, there's been a fairly rich history. The Wild started out pretty good with goaltending. Uh, Jamie McLennan just wasn't quite as good as Manny Fernandez. He was okay. He was very steady. He was solid. He was the first consistent goaltender for the Wild. Manny was the guy a lot of us wanted in there, and then he'd have his hot and cold moments. Then you had Dwayne Rolas and Mr. Steady. Um, certainly not the perfect goaltender, but damn good. And those guys carried us in that nice playoff run in 0203, <clears throat> and eventually Backstrom ended up pushing uh, Rollison out of there, basically, or like Rollison ended up demanding a trade, and then we wound up with Backstrom as a backup, just kind of showed up, 
and he ended up being better than Manny. He ended up taking over Manny. Uh, Backstrom was in there too much. He was in there too much. He got banged up. Obviously, he started late, uh, about 28 years of age. I still remember that. Um, back about 06, 07-ish. And, you know, he had his moments. He was absolutely fantastic. Wasn't good in the shootout, just wasn't. But he was a classic butterfly goalie. And then they just had him in there too much. Josh Harding would get like 15, 20 games a year as he became the backup goalie. And, you know, he'd been a prospect for years in the AHL. Uh, originally juniors, of course, and then the AHL. He was in the uh, with the Houston Arrows and Cleveland Lumberjacks, all that crap forever. Uh, Houston Arrows mostly. And just, <clears throat> unfortunately for him, he was just stuck down there forever, obviously during the uh, the Manny Rowley, all that stuff. Mostly, yeah, and, and, then, and then eventually uh, Manny, Backstrom, blah, 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 and then Harding finally comes up, hardly ever gets in there because we're just, we're just married to Nicholas Backstrom, and then the injury started creeping up, and all of a sudden, that was it for him. It was like a perfect time for Josh Harding to possibly take over, as he was so damn good, and then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he has the, uh, the, the illness come up, and that was an absolute shame. And, of course, that being multiple sclerosis, just one of those type of things that just, you know, it, der- it derailed his career. It's just unbelievable because he was so good. He was so good. There was talk about he could have been the starter for the Canadian Olympic team. He was that good. That's how good he was. And then and the MS takes over. It's just unbelievable and ended up not being able to play anymore. Uh, he broke his foot kicking a wall. That was not too good. This and that. Just the frustration taking over for him. Um and then you have a very weird situation, of course. <laughs> Backstrom, again, just getting more and more banged up over the years. Darcy Kemper is not that great. Blah, blah, blah. Darcy Kemper had some great moments. He started out super good, of course, against the Los Angeles Kings. In particular, was very successful against the Kings early on. I always said, yep, he's going to be in net against the Kings. And then he eventually gets signed by the Kings after the Wild gave up on him. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, again, Kemper, major success early. And then, of course, you know... Uh, reality caught up as it always seems to and man you know uh, that was super frustrating at the end of the day uh, things always seem to magically catch up on, on guys like that and then it was week between the years and would give up six seven goals against in games I still remember games like Dallas Stars seven to one guy, games like that where he just got obliterated and it's like whatever the Wild then traded a third round pick for Devin Dubnik and then there you go Kemper's the backup but he was still inconsistent and you could just go on and on and on. It ends up being uh, Mr. Stalock, Alex Stalock, becoming the backup, which a lot of us welcomed with open arms and blah, blah, blah. Nice, uh, they, you know, but Dubnik was in that every game, every game. And then it was like Nicholas Backstrom again. Every game, every game. And he got, kept, kept getting gradually worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. The injuries kind of creeped up on him or just age or wear and tear, blah, 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 which seems to happen to a lot of the goalies recently. Jonathan Quicks and such, where I think we're approaching more of a time where backup goalies should be between the pipes about 30 to 35 times a year rather than like 16, which is ridiculous. Uh, Overusing goaltenders, they're going to wear down early. Again, like Jonathan Quick, guys like that, you know, Jimmy Howard, guys like that that were in that probably too much. And next thing you know, they're just not good anymore. Backstrom, obviously. Um, you could go on forever. You can name 900 goalies that that's happened to in the last 10 years or so, and it's it's a bummer because Jonathan Quick, Devin Dubnik were two of the best goalies in the league. Carey Price, obviously, he's not as good as he was. Absolutely not. Uh, he was a net like too much as well. And, of course, kind of a messed up, weird organization in Montreal. Certainly not the uh, legendary Canadians that they once were. 
But, um, well, we're, we have a lot of prospects in the system. We have uh, Capo Kakinen. You have, of course, again, Hunter Jones is one of the young ones. Derek Birbo, guys like that. <sighs> Matt Robson. I mean, there are a lot of guys in the system, one way or another, if they're in the AHL, if they're in the... Uh, the college rankings, the juniors, this and that. Phil Blinberg, of course, with uh, UMass, just like uh, Mitchell Chafe. Chafe came, came from UMass as well. We'll talk about him in a moment, of course. Again, remember, he was signed last week. We'll see what happens. We'll just briefly kind of go over, guys. Uh, but um, the goaltender situation, again, <clears throat> there's some guys that have a chance. I mean, Lindbergh has kept the goals against average below two at the college level, which is outstanding, absolutely outstanding. That's really good because college, college is at least like ECHL level, isn't it? A lot of good college players that aren't AA, that aren't really good AHL players, good or decent ones, they end up thriving in the ECHL. So just saying he's at least, you know, I mean, college is at least at the ECHL level, I would say. In fact, sometimes you could argue that uh, it's actually slightly above the ECHL. So if uh, Lindbergh is playing well, that's a good sign right there. Um, Alex Stezka, I'm pretty sure he's... I think the Wild are no longer... I don't think the Wilds still have his rights. But obviously, Capo Kakinen is the immediate goalie of the future, i got to think. But, of course, Dubnik's still under contract for one more year. Can the Minnesota Wild trade him away? It's hard to say there. Alex Stilock is inked, obviously, for another uh, couple years, and that's okay. I'm happy with Alex Stilock for another two years, at least at least as a backup, if not the starter. I would love to go into next year with Kakinen and Stilock. I would love to do that, maybe a platoon type of situation. Like, Stalock is the starter early. If Kakinen continues to play well, roll with him. But, of course, continue to put Stalock in as well. You don't want to overplay anybody. I don't care how young they are. Freak injuries happen, like they did to Kakinen, of course, broken wrist, which was complete bullcrap. He's just lunging for the puck, and he breaks his wrist. I mean, <laughs> wrap your head around that one. It just leaves you kind of uh, just, yeah, it's just beside yourself. Like, how can that happen? How? How? You know, seriously. But, uh, again, it's exciting. It's exciting. The, the goalie situation, I think there's there's promise there. Uh, we don't have a Spencer Knight, per se, who everyone believes, okay, that's that's a that's a long-term starter. That's the next Carey Price. That's the next whoever. Uh, but I could see any of these guys being a good goalie for the Wild in the future. I could see Philip Lindbergh being a super good backup goalie in the NHL, if not a starter. Uh, obviously, he's been kind of a platoon with UMass Amherst. That's like the regular UMass. Then there's UMass Lowell. That's the other one, basically. <clears throat> but again, goals against averages in both cases, 17 games last year, 18 this year. I think he was getting between the pipes a bit more this year. Save percentage, just absolutely fantastic. About 93 the last two years. Winning record, blah, blah, blah. Four, uh, 11 and 4 in his freshman year. 1.6 goals against average. Four shutouts. I mean, I'm just... That's that's awesome. And then uh, sophomore year, two shutouts. 1.91 goals against average. Again, competition maybe a bit stronger in the hockey east there. But uh, uh, Lindbergh, well, we've had good success with fin- Finnish players <laughs> in Minnesota, of course. Again, Koivu, Backstrom, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Granlund, Gronlund, Gronlund, Granlund, Gronlund. I'm just teasing around. Uh, Lindbergh, 21 years of age, though. So, yeah, 7th round pick might end up being one of the good ones. I could see him at least being a damn good backup goalie in the NHL one day. Uh, elite in the AHL. I, I think he's going to have a damn good career. I, I just got a good feeling about uh, Philip Lindbergh. He has the makeup. He has the makeup. He's six foot one, so he's kind of like medium-sized. Six foot one, 188, maybe a little on the semi-small side, but so what? If he can stop the puck... 
that's all that matters. Like, can he play? <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters, right? So, um, you got about four goalies. Again, like Hunter Jones, Lindbergh. Uh, two, two goalies last draft, which is, again, very promising. Hunter Jones promising. Younger, so he'll be a little while. Uh, again, Matt Robson and Capo Kakinen. That's at least four goalies right there that are a, a, a candidate. Uh, I don't see Derek Barebo as a legit NHL candidate. We'll see. You just never know. Maybe he'll emerge, but to this point, he's more of an ECHL-level goaltender at this stage. But we'll see. I mean, he's super young as well, so things happen. So maybe you could consider him the fifth one right there. And uh, we'll see. Interesting. So it's nice to know we're fairly strong at goaltender when it comes to the the grapevine, this and that, for the Minnesota Wild long-term. Mitchell Chaffee again signed last week from UMass Amherst. Again, uh, less games this year, so of course less points. As a sophomore, he had 42 points in only 40 games. That's just awesome. 18 of those goals. A right shot, right wing. Again, like Derek mentioned, that's extremely valuable for Minnesota. Six foot two oh five, so kind of medium sized, generally speaking. The 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 build is good. The height, like you know, it's, it's not short. 22 years of age, he, he could be a legitimate at least a, uh, AHL player and go from there uh, with the Iowa Wild. 16 goals in 30 games this year, so like about about half a goal a game. That's not bad uh, during the course of the season, 13 assists. Just kind of a solid winger leading into, again, last season. Uh, he was he had more assists than goals. This year, more goals than assists. His plus-minus has been outstanding the last couple of years. 21-plus as a sophomore, 16-plus this year for UMass. You can tell UMass not quite as good as they were last year, that type of thing. But still, the numbers there, uh, Rockford, Michigan, is where Mitchell's from, and 1998 is when he was born, early 98, so during my senior year in high school, January 98 there, <laughs> as I was wrapping up high school finally. Uh, boy, oh boy. So, obviously a nice, nice uh, interesting signing. We'll talk about the possible free agent signing that intrigues me out of college as well. We'll see what happens. As I was digging and digging and digging, because there was a question on the Twitter account, we're about to head there in a second now, basically. Uh, about what college free agents we look at. And I kept looking and looking, and all these guys, yep, all these names, they'd already signed, you know, they already signed entry-level deal with this team, that team. They're on an AHL team now, and uh, the rights to the Buffalo Sabres, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then here's one that's still floating around, which could be could be intriguing. Of course, there's also that one, that one thing, that one Achilles heel <laughs> that, that, you know, uh, yeah, there's always that one Achilles heel, and that's probably why he wasn't drafted years ago when he was a freshman, or even before he was a freshman, that type of thing. So we'll get to that in a moment. That Achilles heel that's slowed down hockey players in the past, obviously high-end draft picks, and like Benoit Puglia, guys like that in the past. Let's get to that Twitter account. First, maybe I'll mention the Facebook page, though. Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota. Of course, that will be in the show description. MNW prospects, which I rudely didn't even mention on the last show, if I remember correctly. I don't think I did. I was just so distracted with my great conversation with uh, Derek Felska last week of Crease and Assist. I completely forgot to mention MNW prospects. Major shout out to them, of course. Again, everything's shut down, so we, you know we can still talk about prospects, just nothing current, nothing like okay, hat trick last night by you know Hovanov. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be beautiful. Uh, Pavel Bennett, Merrick Skybaugh. Justin Back, Brandon Quast, you guys are just unbelievable. Unbelievable guys, keeping up with the prospects all over the place. I have the honor of, what I, when I work for the page, of course, 
currently I have the honor of covering the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the British Columbia Hockey League, BCHL, of course. Uh, I have the honor of doing that. Really appreciate that. Nikita Nesterenko was the only guy in the BCHL this season. But uh, Alexander Hovinov, what an honor covering that guy. Whew, beautiful. Uh, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And Sean Boudrias, big Sean Boudrias of uh, the uh, Screaming Eagles there from Cape Breton. And, of course, uh, <laughs> Hovinov from the Mon Moncton Wildcats. Beautiful stuff. Quebec area and then British Columbia area with these uh, players there all uh, trying to move from juniors to the to, to the pros. Boudrias, I could see him in the AHL where apparently Hovanov continues to, there's there's always been talk about him and his agent, do not see him going to the AHL, it's NHL or KHL. So let's hope it's NHL. Let's, uh, let's really hope and pray it's KHL. I don't want to find out he's going to the, uh, the KHL. He needs to come to the NHL, uh, even if he's not ready, which is kind of a scary thing. But maybe he is, maybe he is. Obviously the numbers have been absolutely fantastic for Hovanov, especially this year. Uh, great season. Great season. We'll get to see. Uh, you know, I mean, no, I mean, we're we're, <laughs> we're still we still have to wait for Adam Beckman, which is a bummer because he's just too young still to go to the AHL. That's the bummer part. But uh, the other one, who I am, uh, yeah, Giroux. Yep, he he will be in the AHL next year, and sounds like a great kid, absolutely great kid. He was on Wild.com. I interviewed there. What what a great kid. Really really cool guy. Uh, I liked what I heard there. Sounds very. Friendly, professional, fun, good guy. Saginaw Spirit, obviously very successful career. He was one of the signings, of course, last week. Um, absolutely cool guy. I thought he was going to have a, like a strong French accent. He kind of has that look, you know, French-Canadian, obviously. Uh, but he's from Ontario, so he's not like Quebec or anything. So that type of thing. 75 points in 61 games last season, plus 34 for the Saginaw spirit of the Ontario Hockey League. He's only 5'10". He is a center, though. That's the good part. So we'll see what happens if he's one of those smaller, skilled French-Canadian centers that could end up giving the Minnesota Wild something special in the coming years. Uh, Connor DeWeer was taken uh, quite a few picks ahead of him, and he's already in the OHL, or AHL, pardon me, and, you know, kind of playing in that bottom six role, and his role increased a little bit during the course of the season, he was kind of a fourth-line center for a while for that club, but he's physical, physical, solid guy, Connor DeWare. Again, he signed his entry-level deal last year and then joined Minnesota, uh, Iowa, per se, in the offseason. Of course, their season is suspended as well, which is depressing. Interesting note, though, for Connor DeWare, despite the uh, lack of playing time, he was a plus 10. <clears throat> lack of ice time, we'll call it. Plus 10 during the course of the season in the 52 games he played. And, of course, definitely a playmaker who can get the job done. He's another left-shot center for the wild prospects uh, galore and hopefully these prospects emerge and become something at some point <clears throat> let's get to twitter at brave the wild at brave the wild let's see if i can keep up here at brave the wild where was i derek felska at crease and assist was saying just got finished recording a podcast with brave the wild where we talk all things hashtag minnesota wild including the most recent signings of Adam Beckman, Damian Giroux, and Mitchell Chafe. Chafe, I don't know if I'll ever get that one right. I'll go back to that again. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are rolling your eyes right now, aren't you? I'm sounding like Sid Hartman. So there's this guy named uh, Doug, uh, Doug Rice Brew. Rice Brew, bro, bro. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, Mitchell Chafe discussing the season. Mitchell Chafe discussing the season. 
Cup Resolve Expectations, and more. Thanks so much for having me on. And you are oh so welcome, Derek Felska. Western Wisconsin, but of course a Minnesota guy. He works in Western Wisconsin as a teacher. Awesome guy, but of course, again, talk about suspended seasons and stuff. Yeah, well, I know my wife looks like uh, from the Spirit Airlines might be out of work for a little while, but at least we'll get still get paid a little bit, not as much, which, yeah, it's a fun world we live in right now, really. Boy, do we need a miracle. So time to start playing that song from... Uh, I forget what band it was. Is it, is it Mike and the Mechanics? All I need is a miracle. Yeah, I think we need a miracle right now, guys. Derek Felska says, here is a link to at when Minnesota. <laughs> yep, awesome, by the way. What a, what a cool guy and great job. YouTube video about the North Stars leaving Minnesota that I mentioned in the podcast today. Yep, so do look it up. Look on YouTube, when, uh, when dash Esota. So it's like the E-S-O-T-A and then when, like W-H-E-N is the first part. Norm still sucks. Watch that video. Uh, very cool. Yes, Norm does still suck, but uh, very uh, very good. I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's just it gives you a different perspective, and it makes a lot of sense. I remember reading a bit about this, too, in the past, but it's still very interesting, and I learned more and more out of it. And it, it does give you a different perspective, and it also does show, you know, it's not that it's not just Norm that sucks. It's local politics suck, and local, uh, what the hell did they call that, that committee the the committee still sucks too because well you know i mean how many how how hard is it to get stadiums in this place i mean luckily we got stadiums for everybody eventually we just gave up and started you know say okay you know okay fine here's your damn soccer stadium here's your saint paul saint stadium here's your tcf bank here's your blah 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 blah. it finally all just happened but it was like it's like world war three though every bleeping time we were trying to get something done the metrodome memories are unbelievable <clears throat> kirby puckett's game six home run jack morris's 10 inning shutout Ken Herbeck's Grand Slam in Game 6. And, you know, Frank Viola's gem he pitched in Game 7. This and that. You could go on forever about all the miracles and the beautiful moments in that building, the Metrodome. But it was the Metrodome. I mean, it was a tent. So, as beautiful as it looked watching Game 7 of the World Series on MLB Network last night, which I didn't get to see the whole thing because it was getting too late. Got to about the sixth inning. And it's just like 1 o'clock, time for bed, man. <laughs> that type of thing. Um... Beautiful those memories that was, and how cool that place looked. At that, you know, it it wasn't good. It 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 had to go. It wasn't a good fit for baseball or football, really. It was okay for football, not good for baseball. This and that. So, these committees suck. Let's just say all these committees suck. And of course, we'll just just read and or listen to how listen to how well, he, he did an awesome job. When dash soda, when dash s soda, Norm still sucks. And of course, it's on the Twitter account. I retweeted it. I should just I should retweet it again, frankly. Uh, I wish I could do it. Oh, now it's loading it. Whoops, that's not exactly what I wanted to do. But um, it's an awesome video. Do look it up. Norm still sucks. When uh, dash at soda. Great guy. Uh, and he said, yep, followed me and all that. Followed back and should have him on sometime. Great conversation there. Thank you again, uh, Tim Hayen. Thank you, buddy, for uh, retweeting the show, sharing the show on Twitter there. Awesome. Derek was saying, check out the latest show where I joined Joey and discuss all things Minnesota Wild prospects. The future of the season, North Stars and Coppersoft Talk 2. We had questions from Jay Bushy, M. Soda, and M. Soda, MN Soda 24. Check it out. And FYI to win a star, too. I believe he checked it out, and I appreciate that so much. Tim Nato as well got a well deserved shout out on this one, too. He was saying, yep, and he did. 
and uh, yep, wild and wild, wild prospects and young players. That's the Twitter account for MNW Prospects. Awesome, awesome page. Thank you guys for having me on there. Going to give a shout out to Minnesota Wild Global as well. Facebook page. Before I forget, I really don't want to forget uh, Scott Cavendish because I really didn't even mention that one either. Scott Cavendish got that page started. Chance Costic, David Costic, Chad Walski. Awesome people on there. Awesome people on there. Kathy, uh, many great people on that page. Encourage you to join that one as well on Facebook. Uh, yep, continued shares by Derek. And thank you enough for that. Michael McHugh was saying, I like the Coke versus Pepsi stories. I also want to see those suffering MN Sports docs. Yeah, it's true. It's so true, though, about the, uh, it's funny. Yeah, like, uh, I'll mention that again if you're, if uh, somebody's listening that doesn't know what, what, it, uh, what, what that means right there. It was the whole, yeah, the Coke versus Pepsi. That's part of the reason the, wild, the the North Stars couldn't get into Target Center. But then there was the other stupid part, was that Norm Greed, Norm Greed, the reason why he was with Pepsi in the first place, not that I have any offense towards either group. They're both, uh, politically, I'm not a big fan of either one that way, but I like the taste of both. Uh, let's just leave that as is. I like the taste of both. I don't like their politics very much. But uh, we'll get to something else there. Um the reason why Norm Green had uh, Pepsi in the first place at the Minnesota North Stars, they were with Coke. The Minnesota North Stars are with Coke, and he was negotiating a new agreement, whatever, a new deal. You know, you got to have a new deal, advertising deal. So he comes in the office with the Coke executives with a can of Pepsi in his hand, and he's like, okay, let's talk, guys. <laughs> like, like, F you. Yeah, not, not necessarily F you, but yeah, I don't need you guys or anything. But yeah, that was his way of kind of, you know, getting them to pony up. You know, you get to work with the North Stars. We're, we're God, and you're just, you're just, uh, you know, you're just part of the show. We're, the, we're the show, you know. And it's like they're like, okay, you know what, Norm, f you, we're out. And then he's like, oh, uh, okay, Pepsi, 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 please, 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 come, 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 come. That's basically what happened. So great, great, intelligent negotiating there, Norm Greed. <laughs> great job. Um, <laughs> regardless, if Norm Green is the main reason the North Stars laughed, he was still a dick, and everybody knew that. Uh, everybody knew that. And <laughs> Lou Nanny was friendly with him and all that, but he warned other people. He's like, watch out. You're not going to like this guy's management style. Watch out. You know, because the guy's a dick, basically. My way or the highway. And what happened? Guy, the, the, the person he warned, I forget the name of the, the person he was working with, one of his assistants or something, quit the job almost within like a week or something. Like, this guy's a dick. And that's basically what happened there. <sighs> That's all Minnesota. His book is set to be released in September. So, yep, Minnesota is going to release a book also. Really cool. Uh, Minnesota says, this is the Twitter account, first three film drafts are pinned to my profile. They're about 12, uh, 15 minutes each. So they're actually pinned to his profile. So at Minnesota, you can look for that right there. It'll show up on the YouTube when you click on it. Norm still sucks. And, of course, other groups as well. I believe there's a Twins and a Vikings one also. Or, no, there's definitely a Timberwolves one too. Let's see. We'll get to the questions here in a moment. Minnesota says, if you haven't checked out my man Derek's blog, do so. And the, the Brave the Wild podcast as well. Thanks for the shout-out to, uh, today, bro. Appreciate you. And thank you, Minnesota, for the shout-out and the share. Can't thank you enough for that. Looking forward to meeting you. Thank you for that. Now we'll get to the questions. In case you missed it. Blah, blah, blah. Retweet this. Retweet that. Tim McHugh. Yep, good guy, too. Yep, he was mentioned on there, and he was happy. Uh, what were me and Derek talking about on Twitter? 
What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. That was me. I posted the dumbest trade ever because I'm just bitter. I'm bitter, damn it. The Minnesota North Stars trade Larry Murphy and Peter Taglianetti <clears throat> to the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, for Chris Dahlquist, who was okay, and, and Jim Johnson. Both of them were, you know, like bottom pair defensemen. And Paul Peter Tagliani was like a bottom pair type defenseman as well. Larry Murphy was a Hall of Fame defenseman. So it was like, you got your, basically your bottom pair for trading away another bottom pair guy and a Hall of Fame defenseman, which it makes a lot of sense because maybe Larry Murphy wasn't gritty enough for Bobby Clark. Well, sometimes gritty is shitty because it doesn't mean anything sometimes. You, you're going to have gritty guys, but you don't trade away your best, like one of your best players. That's just flipping stupid. I don't care how much you like him or don't like him. Maybe Larry Murphy demanded a trade. I don't know. And if somebody wants to call me out on that, go ahead. You know, Maybe that is what happened. But uh, if anybody has any information on that one, let me know. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was bad. Derek Velsico says, yeah, that one hurts. It's not quite as bad as the Brett Hull trade from Calgary that Doug Riseborough engineered, but it's pretty close. And don't forget, oh, so yeah, he traded away Brett Hull from Calgary. It's like as much as we think of Brett Hull as a St. Louis Blue you know, and all that, and his infamous goal against the Buffalo Sabres, and, you know, as a Dallas Star, and Detroit Red Wing, and all that. He was with St. Louis most of the time, but he was at the Calgary. Calgary, man, as good as Calgary was. Imagine if they had Brett Hall all those years, too. Man, maybe they wouldn't have choked in the first round every bleeping year, other than 1989, when they just tore through the league. It was their year. But, you know, Doug Riseborough made so many bad trades. So many. Uh, yeah, Brett Hall trade. Uh, the Gilmore trade. Doug Gilmore was the one that got him fired eventually. Uh, Doug Riseborough was fired for a reason from the Calgary Flames, and there's a reason why he's not a general manager today. Um, there, there's a reason. Phil, uh, Derek says, he lucked out a few times. Brent Burns, yeah, I was super-duper lucky. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, but beyond that, very small handful of late-round picks. He was awful that way. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, though, he was a pretty high first-round pick, and was he that good? You know, I mean, I'm not majorly disagreeing. Pierre-Marc Bouchard was a, was a skilled son of a gun. And he was he was an Iron Man, and then all of a sudden, you know, that major concussion he had, that was it, pretty much. It was just, you know, he was like he was like a bell. You know, his head was like a bell. Ding, 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 you know, after that, which was really sad. Um, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic when I'm saying that. Uh, boy. Uh, Pierre-Marc Bouchard, though. Yeah, and then there was talk about the Riseborough, and uh, Riseborough pretty much had uh, Brent Burns activated before he had recovered from a concussion or never actually sat down. They never even mentioned that he had a concussion. Like, there was just no knowledge of it that Burns actually had had a concussion during the course of, uh, I think it was his last year with Minnesota when he was struggling and, and such. Weird situation. Like, Riseborough was fired for a reason, man. Oof, boy, and everybody knows that, obviously. That's why uh, Derek Felser calls him Dumpster Doug, because he was Dumpster Doug. So, let's get to that hashtag, BTWMN, and wrap the show up. Uh, if we can get some current ones here. I know there are a few, but... I have to see through these. Unfortunately, some of the old ones are popping up at the top. It shouldn't be that way. The old ones should be later. Maybe there weren't too many. Let's see. March 25th. That's last week. Right? Yeah. It would have to have been. I think, yeah, 26 is when the show came out. I knew there were a couple new ones on here. I know Derek had a few. Derek, here we go. With the NHL talking to arenas about the availability of space in July and August 1st, do you think that will happen? Two, if so, will any fans be allowed to attend? Oh, that's kind of way up there, isn't it? That, that one's way up there. I think I think they're going to cancel the season. That's my guess. Unless a miracle happens in the next, you know, two weeks or so, I think, you know, I don't know. 
Maybe there will be something. Will any fans be allowed to attend? It, it all really, you know, it all depends. You know, is there a miracle coming here where this thing is going to be, it's just going to go away and things will get better back to normal. I, I really want them to. I hate this. This is the weirdest, stupidest situation we've all been through ever. Uh, you know, it's this is weird history happening in this world right now. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Honest to God, this is a, that's a tough one. That's way up there. Uh, availability. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I wish I could answer that. It's kind of like, yeah, only God knows, honestly. Honestly. Um, honestly. Uh, I would hope by that time fans will be allowed to attend and things will get better. I'm just hoping. I'm hoping I'm hoping there's a Stanley Cup or, and all that, but I don't know what's going to happen. July and August, though, that's so weird and late. and, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. Quill Copper's off. Yep, that's one we read last week. Here we go. Derek Felser says, Who is one player you wish the Minnesota Wild had that you feel the team could realistically acquire or had in its past? Oh, boy. Um, one player that I wish the Wild could have had in the past at some point, realistically. Sidney Crosby. Yep, yeah, if we won that draft, that would have been beautiful. Oh, boy. There are a lot. Um, there was always talk about this Peter Forsberg trade. Who knows what we would have had to give up. He was already getting older. And then we wound up with Chris Simon. So that was extremely frustrating. One player, I think that realistically could have happened via free agency or a trade or something. I was always hoping that it was Mike Madonna was going to come back to Minnesota at one point. That would have been really cool. Oh, man. It's kind of tough. It is kind of tough to imagine some of these guys my mind's kind of blanking on that one, but like Mike Madonna would be way, way at the top of the list for me at the end of the day. Obviously, there were times, oh boy, I wanted Jordan Leopold so bad, and then by the time we got him, he was just kind of meh. And, you know, he didn't have that great of a career because of that concussion and such. That just kind of derailed him, and quite a shame. I was happy we had him and all that. Um, I remember how excited I was when we got uh, Jason Pominville. He ended up being really nice, but then, you know, time is... is uh, he slowed down very quickly as well. <sighs> Trying to think. It would have been nice to get Gabrick back. That would have been really, really huge. Oh, man. Who is the one Minnesota Wild player? So currently, currently, a, a current guy that I think the Wild could realistically acquire, it would probably be expensive via trade, but, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think, would be a nice addition to Minnesota. Sean Monahan, guys like that. Those are guys that uh, currently, I think the Wild, Sean Monahan especially is a realistic one because I think the Flames are going to make some moves. I don't want Johnny Goudreau. I don't want Johnny Goudreau. I, there's something about him that bugs me. He he just goes in his shell. He's he's like a turtle when it comes to the postseason. But I think Sean Monahan is is a skill that's gonna that would really help this team. And he's under 30. I think that's a realistic current player the Wild could have. In the past, back in the day, I mean, Madano coming back, you know, somehow, some way. Would have been the most cool thing ever, as long as he wasn't too old already. Uh, if the Wild could have got him from Dallas somehow, but the odds of that were probably so slim, so unlikely. But maybe that maybe that isn't realistic. At the end of the day, um, oh man, just you know, draft picks, you know, drafting the right guy, this and that would have been nice. Uh, the big one, the really really big one, in 2005, Anzi Kopitar. You know, that's the guy the Wild could have realistically drafted. Instead, we took. Frickin', so that's probably number one 
uh, for guys in the past that we could have had. That's still a current player today. The Wild could have gotten. Um, imagine if Anze Kopitar was on the Minnesota Wild instead of the LA Kings. Can you imagine? All because of we we were just we like Ben Mapulia, and like Derek said, his highlight package was like the same goal from a different angle, and it's another yeah, it's like two or three goals from like ten different angles. That's a lot of highlights. It's great. Where Adam Beckman, there's like a lot of different highlights, and they're they're like more interesting. That's always a that's always a sign of like uh oh that type of thing. So realistically, Anze Kopitar is number one. Anze Kopitar is number one because he'd still be playing. He'd still be super good. Uh, the Wild could have drafted him, and they didn't. They bleeped up. Um, and that's via draft, of course, which would have been the best way of doing it. You don't have to trade Jared Spurgeon and, and Jonas Brodeen or Jared Spurgeon and, and uh, you know, Luke Cunning away to get him, that type of thing. Um, Derek Felsky continues, what would you say are the five best non playoff games in Minnesota Wild history. I had a list in my head. <laughs> the Gabrick five-goal game, that's like fourth or fifth or something. Uh, defeating the Dallas Stars 6 to nothing in the, season, uh, in the inaugural season was freaking beautiful. Uh, the first win in Minnesota Wild history against the Philadelphia Flyers, that was big. You know, I mean, maybe that's not the best, but that's kind of a, a, a honorable mention. And uh, the first game ever has to be top five. It has to be. Because Minnesota hockey is back. The NHL is back in Minnesota. The first game, even though it was a boring loss to the Anaheim Ducks, that's top five for sure. Because NHL hockey's back and we waited seven years. And luckily it was only seven years and not 17 or 70 years. Like Ottawa or something. <laughs> I'm just messing around. Well, yeah, it was kind of like that, wasn't it, for poor Ottawa? It was like eternity for Ottawa to get a hockey team again. Seattle has been like 100 years. <laughs> Can you imagine? And they're still, they still don't even have a bleeping name yet. Can't believe that. I thought they were going to name it at the All-Star break. And then they didn't. And now, oh, oh, you can't dare name your hockey team now. How dare you? What are you What are you bigger than everything else? You you arrogant sons of biscuits. If anything, it's a nice positive distraction, my humble opinion, if they call them the Seattle Kraken or the Rainiers or whatever you want to call them. If I believe that might be the proper pronunciation for that mountain. I apologize if I've been mispronouncing it all this time. Um, so uh, definitely the, the opener, the first game ever. 6-0 versus Dallas. 5-0 game from Marion Gabrick. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Non-playoff games. I mean, there have been some big ones. Ah, uh, man. The first, uh, beating Dallas again for the first time in like in, in Dallas. It was like a, about a year or two years ago. For the first time in Dallas since pre-9-11. Can you imagine the real 9-11? That was, that's top five right there. And so that's four. So you could say the first win in Wild history. Or... When the Minnesota Wild first clinched the playoff berth, I can't remember when that was. Their first ever playoff berth. I can't remember which game that was, though. Damn, I can't remember which game that was. Or, or the stadium game when we blew out the Blackhawks. Uh, it was, those uniforms were cool. Some of you might disagree with me. I think those were cool uniforms. The stadium game whooping on those Blackhawks with those huge snowflakes coming down. Uh, it was like a flurries. It was natural. It was beautiful. Natural flurries coming down, but snowflakes that were the size of silver dollars almost. That was pretty cool. Whooping on the Blackhawks. So that's top five non-playoff games. Pardon me for going on forever, but I suppose that's the point. It's good to go on for a while, doing some thinking. Uh, Justin Beck. Are there any, there it is, are there any college free agents you can see the Minnesota Wild being interested in or should be interested in? Well, they, they could be and should be interested in, in uh, I, I was looking for a while because I want to be prepared a bit for this Josh Doon, if I'm pronouncing it correctly from Clarkson University, the Golden Knights 
not the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Clarkson Golden Knights. Six foot four, age twenty one. He is not affiliated with anybody. He's not signed. Six foot four, about two hundred pounds. Center, centre. Shoots left because everybody shoots left. But he's a center. Uh, <clears throat> he has playmaking skills. This and that. I had something written down and now it's gone. What the devil happened to it? Ah, uh, this this one. Okay, Josh Doohan. Thanks to lastwordonhockey.com. So I will give them the site here. He's a sophomore for Clarkson University. Uh, they say a big centre, like a French accent, kind of a big centre who combines with who who combines size with skill. Dun is Dun D U N N E is one of the top free agents on the market. He put up 13 goals and 27 points in 32 games a season. Dun has long reach and good hands. He also has good balance and a strong lower body, so he'll be very good in traffic. Uh, this allows him to be strong on the puck and make plays in the dirty areas of the ice, which I think is important as a center. Uh, that's me jumping in. Uh, he also has the hand-eye coordination to finish plays in front of the net, as well as the vision and playmaking skill to create scoring chances on the cycle. Dunn skating could use some improvement. Ugh, it's always like this, isn't it? But that's why he didn't get drafted. You know, you know. Dunn's, uh, he's just a sophomore, though, so he's still very young, 21 years of age. Dunn's, Dunn's skating, I think it's Dunn skating, could use some improvement, but it really shouldn't hold him back. Because, yeah, he's got the strength, the skill. He might end up being another one of those bottom six type of guys, like third line center, this and that. But, hey, maybe he could be second line because of his skill and size. Um... He's a big, he's a big center. He's not, a, he's not a top line center, but he could be very helpful to the Minnesota Wild because we're going to need it. Um, Quavo is obviously a large dude, but he's thirty-seven and he's done. I think he's most likely done. Josh Dunn, I think, is the guy that I would list as a top candidate for the Wild to sign, and he's a guy that I think they should be interested in. Productivity in uh, Clarkson's been good. Uh, Got to like a uh, EliteProspects.com. All the information where you know right away if the guy was. Signed if he is affiliated. He is from Missouri, O'Fallon, Missouri. So he's a he's a U.S. born guy. December eighth, nineteen ninety eight. I was already graduated from high school, but yeah, who cares? He played for the Green Bay Gamblers of the U.S. Hockey League. Forty eight points most recently in seventeen eighteen. Twenty one of those goals. <clears throat> he had fourteen goals as a freshman, only nine assists. So lacking in the in the playmaking a little bit as a freshman, but a plus fourteen for Clarkson. And then uh, was an alternate captain as a sophomore in 32 games. So both seasons, 32 games, of course, against shortened, bleeping season. Ugh. 27 points, 13 goals, uh, 30 penalty minutes, plus 9 most recently. Didn't score in the postseason except for the St. Louis AAA Blues under 18. <laughs> the St. Louis AAA Blues way back in 14-15. Pretty young dude there at that stage. He'd have to have been like 16, right? Pretty young guy. Uh, three points in four games for that uh, super young team. Super young days. Under 18. Under 16, yeah, for the St. Louis AAA Blues. 25 points back in 13-14. <clears throat> copyright Dan Cole. Okay, sorry. That was the copyright Dan Cole season, I guess you could say. That's an inside joke. If you ever listened to that show, which I haven't in a while, but he used to always talk about that. <clears throat> that's a guy I'd be interested in, though. Uh, Justin, if you happen to be listening, hopefully, or anybody that's Interesting what I have to say in general. The Cornell goaltender, wow, great, 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 great season. Matthew Gosh, I don't know, man. Matthew G. Matthew G, goaltender of Cornell. <laughs> Matthew Galajda. 
<laughs> I apologize. Gold's against average, 1.56. Saberson is 93.1 in 29 games. Ooh, and he's a free agent. He's a he's a junior. I wonder if he's been signed, though. I should look that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody already signed him. I mean, hey, if you're not fully satisfied with all the, the goaltenders in our system, which, you know, we'll see. We'll see at the end of the day. Uh, he is, yep, he is unsigned still. So, I mean, in Cornell, obviously I've had some major success for many years. I don't think they've ever won a national championship, which is really sad. Maybe they squeezed one in one year, but his goals against average, again, just like uh, Philip Lindbergh, under two his entire career. 1.51 as a freshman in 29 games. 1.85 as a sophomore in 28. 29 games this year, 1.56. Save percentage literally around 93 every year. Unreal. Uh, great college goaltender. Does that mean he's going to be a great NHL goaltender? Not necessarily, because look at Adam Wilcox for the Gophers. He was unbelievable. And then uh, the poor defenseman in front of him screwed him over in the national championship game against the Union. I'm still bitter about that, obviously. And, uh, well, that's how it is. Could be a very interesting one, though. Will Graber, center from Dartmouth. That's an interesting one. Uh, you don't hear about Dartmouth very often. Six foot five, but only 185, so smaller dude. Uh, in terms of size, but certainly height is very much there. Has he been signed? Has he been signed? Yep. <laughs> nope, he's still with college as well. Dartmouth. Again, you don't really hear about them a whole lot. <clears throat> he's 23 already, though. He shoots right, which is nice. So if you want to put him on the wing, but I don't know. I think he's hopefully more of a center. He's uh, certainly a little bit... Uh, he, he gets more assists than Dunn, but I think Dunn might be the better prospect, per se, long term. But uh, Grubber, uh, 23 years of age from uh, Colorado. Broomfield, Colorado. Interesting. But uh, big, big, big dude. Big, tall dude. Not huge size, but very tall at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I'm just looking at centers religiously. Defensemen, I think, we're cool for the moment. We've got guys that want to be called up at some point. We really do. Uh, yeah, Josh Dunn's the one that I'm intrigued by. I, honestly, he's, I think he's got the, a little bit of that it factor that could help the Wild uh, someday, at least as a third-line center. And if you're super lucky, second-liner. We'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, we'll see. Unfortunately, probably yeah, the skating. It's always the bleeping skating. Always. Um, that's the crappy part at the end of the day. So let's get back to Twitter, if humanly possible. Thank you, Justin, for another thought-provoking question. Always appreciate that. And Derek as well. I don't think there were a whole lot, unfortunately. No, there really weren't. It was pretty quiet, but hey, at least you guys asked questions. Some of you missed you, Jay, and and, uh, some of the others as well, Ty Sandstrom, guys like that. Hope you come back and ask some more in the future. Hope to hear from you, Ty, and others over the course of time. Hmm. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. Well, I hope to hear from you again at some point. Hope I didn't scare you guys off or anything like that. We'll see what happens long-term. So with that said, just uh, want to thank you guys again. Uh, MNW Prospects, of course. I, I mentioned the names, Justin Back, Derek Fels, no, Derek Felsky, that's different. <laughs> Pavel Bonnet, Justin Back, Brandon Quast, Merrick Skyba, uh, Chris Crease and Assist, Derek Felska. Thank you so much. Uh, Minnesota Wild Global, Scott Cavendish, Chad Walski, Chance Kostick, David Kostick, Kathy Main, uh, many others out there as well. Awesome pages. Thank you guys so much for being a part of things. Facebook.com forward slash BraveTheWild.Minnesota. And then, of course, at BraveTheWild is the Twitter account. 
Can't thank you guys enough for being a part of the show, asking the questions, or just commenting and being good friends and family members. And uh, in the case of <laughs> David and Chance Costick, uh, both big hockey guys, of course, for many, 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 many years, as a lot of you have been. Can't thank you enough. I'll have Derek on again soon, hopefully. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's, you know, it's weird. It's a fluent situation. It probably won't be as big and long of a show, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see how many topics we get into, this and that, and all that. But uh, luckily, it's just it's just like two clicks away now. There's no not much figuring out with uh, Skype and all that. It, it, Skype was never really that hard. As long as it works, as long as it works at all, we're good to go, pretty much. Uh, again, apologize for making things weird last time at the beginning, though. Because uh, Google Hangouts just wasn't going to work for me, unfortunately. <laughs> it I can go on Google Hangouts as a guest, like immediately, lickety-split, but as the host... Uh, it just, I wasn't set up for it ready. Uh, I wasn't set up for it, and it's kind of weird. I, I don't actually really get it, honestly, how, how you uh, record on that one. So I apologize for that. Skype, though, worked out absolutely fantastic, and the, the audio quality was pretty good. Unfortunately, the sound wasn't balanced. For some reason, it always uh, it makes the guest way, way louder than the host, which I've noticed, which is okay. It's good if the good you can hear the guest, but you got to be able to hear the host, too, sometimes. too. <laughs> it's like I was a little too quiet. It was kind of weird. But uh, whatever, I'll balance it out a little better next time. Uh, my apologies if that uh, annoyed anybody out there that would like to hear a little tiny bit better audio quality. With that said, hopefully we can keep the questions coming. Maybe we'll let them build up for a while. If it takes two weeks, that's fine. You know, let them build up. You know, let them build up. It'd be better to have like nine questions instead of three. But the three, two or three ahead though, were awesome. And I can't thank you for that. I uh, can't thank you guys enough for that, Derek and Justin. With that said. Wishing all of you a good week, two weeks, good month, whatever it takes. If I'm back right away, I'm back right away. If not, you know why. Uh, getting busy with the, the lawn work outside. With that said, hopefully we get hockey back again soon. Hope all of you take care and enjoy the spring and kill that damn virus.